love to talk. So they made a podcast. And that's why we're here. To listen in. And what's it called? It's called Banter Buddies. Welcome to episode 19 of Banter Buddies. Your favorite podcast has returned to your ears. We're back. It's Cuckoo Kangaroo. I am Neil. Brian is here with me. Brian, greetings. How are you today? I am Brian. Thank you. I'm doing well, Neil. Thank you for thank you for inviting me to this Zoom recording. I did. I um, also through GarageBand. I started a Zoom uh, meeting and then I entered an email invitation, and you accepted it. So that is big. Sometimes you don't accept, and uh, our whole podcast uh, gets derailed. But you know, today is a good day to do a podcast. So I'm glad you hit accept on the invitation. Neil, I'm sitting in my basement in what is now. I've never had an office before, but I think mm. this is now officially like my office because yeah. this is where all the merch boxes are. And uh, I reorganized recently, Neil, oh. and um, I organized the coup shirts and because um, we had the new merch come in, and so I had to make some space, and uh, I did a new organization model for the different, um, like, bubble wrap. Uh, oh, what do you, yeah. What, not the packaging wrap, the, materials. Like, yeah, the bubble uh, manila envelopes. I did a new, like, stacking organization mm-hmm. thing, and it, it feels very calming now, I think. If only you could see That's it great. So, yeah, I'll have to get a photo of that. Uh, we'll have to get that posted up. But that's great. I mean, every now and then you gotta you got to reorganize. And, you know, I would say an office can be any space that you go to get your work done, you know. And so I think, you know, with, uh, the basement down there, that, that's your office, Brian. You, you, have an, you have an office. I mean, yours is very organized and it has fun trinkets in there and enamel pins and posters. And uh, mm-hmm. I hung up... Um, all I have is like uh, the the ounces, the weight of different things in ounces taped to the taped to the wall. That can be art, right? It's all it's all work. It's all work all the time down there. Plus, it says poster uh, tube, you know, thirteen it, ounces. That's what it says. That's right. That's I mean, you know, I think you know my my office is is really more of a, a purposeful you know office space. It's kind of the only thing that happens in here. Is like, all right, you sit down at the computer. Whereas in your office, um, you know, not only does work and merch get done, but also lots of reading, um, lots of playtime, lots of pretending to be animals down there. It's like the play zone for your kids. Yes, so it, true. It, it also both. yes. There is the ABC foam mat underneath me. It's it's multi purpose room, really, <laughs> truly. Neil, we're we're talking about something today. We're talking about musicals. Oh, I'm jumping yeah, we right are. in there. We are. We have. We need. We need the time. I'm glad you made the transition because musicals is a very big topic. It's very. It's something that is uh, very near and dear to your heart, and uh, something I get down with. But you know, I, I can't say I have um, nearly as much experience in this realm as you. So you know, today is and you picked be, this topic. You, know, like you picked it. I know. I think it's a good topic, and you can't. Uh, I can't just pick only topics that I can talk a lot about. So, you know, I hope you guys are ready for a, a, an extra scoop of Brian this week because he's really going to be all over this discussion. I'm going to be asking him a lot of questions. He's uh, seen way more, knows way more about musicals. But um, yeah, the question is, uh, what is your favorite musical of all time, and why? So uh, we got lots of great calls about that. But uh, before we get to those, as usual. 
We got to talk we have about a sponsor our break. history. We oh, have a sponsor. Sorry, sorry. Here comes, here comes. Uh, sorry, I thought. Yeah, uh, sorry, I've been listening to so many podcasts Max. lately. That just exactly, you know, you got to have a cliffhanger before you go to a sponsor. You have to tease it up, right? Because yeah, you know, people are maybe going to skip through, but you or maybe you just don't want to lose them. You know, you want to make sure that they have something on the other end of the break to look forward to. Um, you know, if they're going to listen to the ad. So yeah, that's a good. It's a good. Uh, you know, podcasting or radio. Uh, type of uh, thing there so yeah you're right that's exactly where it would go and maybe someday we will have ads but for now no we're not we're not popular enough okay we're just talking about musicals Neil, that's all have you been in a musical before i have i've been i've been in exactly i believe i was trying to think back to think if there's there was more but you know i think it's just one and it didn't happen until i was in college um, I was uh, I was on uh, I was in cabaret as a uh, as the stage drummer. Now this is different from like the actual um, pit band, right? This is more of a and we did actually play some songs, um, but uh, it was more of just like a, again the the whole show. It's called cabaret. It takes place in a venue, so they needed to have like a little four piece band actually on stage. Um, so I got to do that. So I believe that's the only musical I've ever been a part of. I never got to do a really pit band, even though I was in concerts and jazz band, and all that stuff. I felt like the who was the pit always... drummer in Cabaret? Um, I'm not sure actually. It might have been our good buddy uh, Jeremy Johnson. I know you're a big fan of him, and uh, you know, and, and his work, and uh, yeah, just another friend who was down there, another drummer uh, on campus down there in Winona. So I think that's how it went. I'm pretty sure. Um, and sometimes we would play like lightly as like background music, but I think like we never like backed up the singers actually playing the full song. So I'm pretty see. sure that's I how see, it went. Yeah. It was a long time ago. It was like 2004, 2005. So it was a minute ago, Brian. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the only one that I have ever been in. Um, now for you, it's been a trivia question on the show is, you know, you, I know you've been in Guys and Dolls. Um, that's it. Is it. That's really that you've only been in one too. That's surprising to hear. I know I've only been in one, and uh, the where I grew up, the they did a musical in middle school, and that's what I was in. And then I was in show choir, but they did a combined city musical, but they only did it in the summertime. And uh, mm. for some reason, it just like I kind of okay. I did school, and we my family always kind of hopped in the car and went and traveled to like somewhere around the country. So kind of never really worked with schedules, and uh, and so I, yeah, I just I just was never in any more musicals. But I I love them, you know what I mean? I watched yeah. them a lot. And then when my sister, um, she's like six years younger, when she started uh, high school, they started doing a musical like during the year. So she was in like The Wizard of Oz, she was in Les Mis, she was in all those kind of different things. So. Yeah, I wish it yeah, would have happened for them, but it depends on a dedicated. You need a dedicated person that's gonna like to wrangle a musical, especially for young people. You need to, you know, you you need to wrangle the theater person, the props person, the band person, the choral director, the accompanist. You know, what I mean, costuming. You, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. So. Yeah, yeah, that that's true. I think it's definitely hard to get uh, get high school kids or middle school kids to put on a put on a musical. So that's that's what's fun about it, though. That's what I like about musicals. It's like the most involved, like kind of theater thing. You know, it's just like there's so many moving parts. There's songs in addition to like dialogue and everything else that like a normal like 
theatrical production has in it um, and everything. So, you know, I, I think even though you guess we've only been in, you know, each one musical, it's something that we have a lot of, you know, we have a lot of like fondness for the musical. And it's kind of adjacent to what we do, you know, with our show and stuff like that. But also, it's I don't know. It's it's something that you know you were you were in show choir, which is very close to musical. Like that's essentially one step away from musical. It's just not like a. <laughs> it's more of a review of songs rather than a storyline you're telling. But you're singing and dancing at the same time. It's choreography. It's hitting notes. It's all of it. So I mean, show choir is essentially you know it, it's training for a musical in a lot of ways, right? Like you you would have been very good in a musical. It just didn't work out for you to actually do it. I think. Yeah, maybe maybe that's why I like show choir. It's kind of like let's uh, let's let's jump through this uh, this dramatic story part. Let's just get to the next pop song. You know what I mean? Let's go. But uh, if anybody chorus. wants to, if you want to envision what it is like to live with me, we do sing what is happening <laughs> with my kids, like at all times. You know what I mean? Like we're jumping, <laughs> we're jumping on the couch. We're we're gonna invent a song about jumping on the couch. So. Yeah, you turn your life into a musical. Sounds like fun. Um, Nice. Well, then what other, you know, here's another thing. It's sort of like what musicals have we attended in our lives? I think that's another interesting one. Um, You know, We've been to a few together when we studied in London together. We did. uh, Did we go to Mary Poppins together? I think that was just you and me. You know, I think a couple of these were like, okay, it was like a whole class of people, or it was like 10 of our friends, or something like that. But I think Mary Poppins, I think it was just you and me, if I remember that one right. Yeah, we just got tickets. We did like a matinee show. That was, that was fantastic yeah. because they walked on the ceiling. That was wild. I yeah. still don't know how they did all the rigging. And I. Can I can I spoil a part or is that tough I for think, people? I think that are you still can. Go see I think it? you can. It's a it's an older show. You know, I think a lot of folks have seen it. So go ahead and say it, Brian. Okay. Well, right before the first intermission, um, Mary kind of arrives and she flies over the audience, over the back mezzanine, like she flies through the air and she disappears. And the house lights come on so fast. I remember standing up to look back. Like we're in, we're, yeah. we're, we're in the theater. I stood up to like, look back and be like, what? She's like gone. Like, where did she even go? Like people could right up there, like go hop out of their seats, go to the restroom so fast. Like, where did she escape to? I don't even know. It was wild. Mag- that was a very good trick. magical moment. Yeah. She's just like hanging on to the umbrella and she's just like floating, you know? So it's like incredible, incredible stuff there. Okay. So musicals can take form in any way. So there's like a what people would call like a a Disney musical that's like, hey, we're going to watch an animated movie. We're going to watch maybe something that is more of what you'd call a show that has songs, right? Like what's Mm -hmm. the, what's the show that you like the crazy ex-boyfriend? Yeah. Yep. That's a crazy ex-girlfriend. Yep. That's what it's called. Crazy ex-girlfriend. Yep. That's a good one. That's a, that's a more, that's, that came out a few years ago and it had a couple seasons and it was really cool. Yeah, it's it's just a sitcom musical, really. It's really impressive, you know, or I guess like Fly the Concords is kind of like that too, you know, you know, we reference them all the time, but that's the same thing where it's like, it's every, it every, every 30 minute episode has like three songs in it to like further the plot line. So there's lots of cool shows like that too. It's, it's interesting how like musicals have, yeah, evolved from being just like this stage thing. And then, like you said, now there's like animated stuff, obviously big Disney movies and stuff, but then all their like shows like sitcoms and things too. So I, I like that a lot. 
yeah, there's there's like a musical can encapsulate so many things, mm-hmm. and uh, and you can have a very wide perspective of what that is. And there's so many, and there's so many wonderful ones. Picking it into like what is your singular favorite usually probably weighs on so many different factors. Like there's big Broadway ones that have been they're like part of the cultural fabric basically because they've. They've been around so long. They've like whittled down to now basically like you can do them in fifth grade. You can do like a mm-hmm. a junior version of them. There's new ones that I know that you did a lot. What'd you do last night? You did a bunch of research on some newer. That's ones, right. right. I listened to some new stuff. I was thinking about some some old ones and things like that. But yeah, I would definitely listen to some of the more some more modern stuff. I listened to a song yeah from In the Heights and. Uh, Went back and listened to an Avenue Q one and uh, Dear Evan Hansen and stuff. So, you know, I feel like those are a little bit more in my blind spot, even though now like a lot of these have like like we're talking about like a whole you can watch the whole thing on Disney Plus or whatever, you know, with, uh, you know, in the Heights or with Hamilton, some of these more recent ones. But, you know, some of the some of the newer cultural touchstone things, too, like that goes a long way. You know, the big, uh, you know, the big Tony winner of the year and all that stuff like it's super hard to get tickets and the tour for years and years after the fact and stuff. So that's a cool part of it too. Is like, yeah, that that's like the third part. You have these classics, you have like this, these Disney animated things and TV shows, but then, you know, the whole stage production musical is still obviously a very viable, you know, big cultural thing. And, and, uh, you know, these tickets are still hard to get and people still love going to the theater to see like a, you know, more traditional kind of thing. I mean, your family has, uh, tickets, uh, here locally in the the Hennepin Theater Trust, uh, the the Orpheum and stuff like that to see see shows. So I know your parents go pretty regularly. To s- Mom and dad, they, do, go, they yeah. go see. I the get stuff. invited. Yeah, I get invited once in a while. Yeah, yeah. that goes from my dad. Dad's like yeah. dad's farm boy. Dad's just like all the way agriculture major. And then after us kids were in, and he was like a football and wrestler. I don't think he even knew what a musical was. And then we were all in show choir and we'd go see some musicals and he got real addicted. That's so and cool. Now he sees everything that comes through town. Doesn't matter. He'll go see it all. His he's like, they'll surprise you too. He went to see the Shrek musical and he's like, the tap dancing was incredible. I just didn't <laughs> think my dad would ever say that in his life. But uh Yeah, there you go. You gotta give him more credit. You were talking about even the the cultural like how things like uh bleed beyond like uh Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. Owl City and Katy Perry did a cover of like the main song from that too. It's just like that's on their Spotify and Apple Music playlist now too. Wow. You know? So yeah, yeah, totally. And and obviously Hamilton, a huge you know success, you know, critically and commercially. You know, probably the the biggest the biggest uh, you know thing maybe since Wicked. I don't know. What would you say? Would you say that like Wicked was the last time something was that big, or do you think Hamilton is even bigger than Wicked? I mean, Wicked never had a you know, a, a version on, you know, it was a different era, you know, w- wicked times, but I don't know. I feel I like think way the, more people know about Hamilton than wicked, but that's not necessarily what I'm saying, but you know, I think I'm, I'm in the conversation with some of my theater nerd friends, but I'm not even close to like their knowledge of stuff. Right. I'm like, I just kind of keep yeah. up to date so I can do that. So I don't actually know the, that question. I think there's a lot of like, behind the scenes licensing deals that made something like that happen but i think uh, yep. hamilton you know shot an arrow through the sky i don't know whatever some some weird metaphor of something like that but wait i wanted to throw That's back right. to something that we got to experience that was really cool our friend sarah uh she she's a stage manager stage 
all things, but remember when we went to an off-Broadway musical, that Andrew Jackson something musical? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. I forgot about that. And that was in New York. Yeah, we got to see like what, so everybody talks about the big Broadway strip, but we got to see like a full production. There's a, maybe a theater of like 300 seats. They were still doing a whole called run. Bloody, bloody Andrew Jackson. Yeah, bloody, bloody Andrew Jackson. Yeah, and it was just so cool to, you know, you could call it an indie musical, but it really wasn't. It was firing on all cylinders of what the big stage thing. It just had to like, had to get a little bit, had to get hotter, you know, to get on there. That was really cool to like see that and to hear how it went down and how it got made. And I don't know. I thought that was a really cool experience. I'm happy we had that. Yeah, totally. Just on the Wikipedia, it says uh, premiere 2006, and then it was in Los Angeles in 2008, and then off-Broadway in 2010. The show is a comedic historical, historical rock musical about the founding of the Democratic Party. So very Hamilton-esque in that way, right? Where the, Instead, it was rock, though, right? Instead of like a hip-hop yep. show. But kind of a similar yeah. thing, where it's a historical-type thing told through music. So, um, yeah, that was a good good memory. I forgot about that. That was really, that was really cool. Um, okay, we could yeah, go forever. I mean, let's let's drop our favorites. Let's drop our favorites. Let's and, drop some, um, let's drop some faves. We'll I also want to know. Oh, before absolute faves, I want to know like what you've seen in the last like five years that you're just still like thinking about. You, you know, maybe it's one of these newer ones, or I don't know. What's like one you've seen in person recently that you're like that was dope. That was like a really cool musical theater experience. Hmm. In person, in person, has in person, been sort of than... recently. I do I do listen after when the Tonys come out like whatever the best main pictures are if the if the cast album is up online I will listen to it sometimes it's mm-hmm. tough and then I'll read sometimes what the wikipedia is to fill in the story that's why Hamilton was so wonderful also it's like just musical there isn't talking in between so like the story yeah. is the songs you can like listen to the whole thing the whole soundtrack um, is the whole show yeah so that's a, that's a weird one. I kind of I just wanted to bring that up because that is how I found. I don't remember if it was it for Tony's, but somebody told me the Bring It On musical. I listened to that soundtrack mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, <laughs> I loved it. I loved it so much. Okay, this is maybe this is stretching back a little bit, but one that blew me away. Um, I got to see in New York. I got to see Aida. Have you heard of that one? Ooh, yeah, yeah. I just heard of it. Elton John, Tim Rice. Uh, it's, uh, it's the, the lead guy is the guy. He's also in the lead in rent. He's also, uh, the leads, uh, nemesis in uh, school of rock with Jack Black. But, uh, I remember the lighting, the lighting laser cues, like really like took me back. Like a lot of like <laughs> triangles, a lot of pyramids, a lot of like modern Pharaoh stuff. It was cool. So I think that that was really wild. That was really cool for me. But I've been fortunate nice. enough to see all the the big heavy hitters, Dear Evan Hansen, Book of Mormon, you know, Wicked and Grease and Urinetown and stuff like that. So in the Heights too, I got to see that. That was really cool. What you got? You've seen the Have hits. you seen anything? You've, you've seen some great ones. I'm always I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to see them all. But what you uh what you got, Neil? Well, you know, for me, I have a very limited history of, of seeing a lot of this stuff or even listening to them and things like that. Like you said, mainly just growing up watching Disney classic animated things. And then even like seeing the show, like seeing live theater, I think about, oh, like being at the Disney parks and seeing like 
Beauty and the Beast and stuff like that, like happening or Little Mermaid. I know, I know you're a big fan of uh, seeing the shows when you go to theme parks and stuff. And so, yeah, when I think about some of the first or, you know, uh, some of the more memorable, like, you know, musical theater, even though they're like 20 minute versions, it's not the full, <laughs> full show, but still you get a little taste of it. So I think about that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think like growing up, like my favorite, like Disney animated, like, you know, musical style one was probably Aladdin. You know, I love love Aladdin a lot. So I'd probably have to say that. And then as far as more like classic um, musicals, just kind of looking at the big list of like, oh, yeah, what do I have like fondness for? And what have I like really, you know, thought about a lot and enjoyed? I think it might it might have to go to Greece, Brian. I don't know. I, I don't really oh, talk about yes. that much, but. Oh, I just yes. feel like I've seen it the most. It was on cable all the time. My mom, really, I feel like my mom liked the soundtrack, so maybe it was on a little bit like in the car or something like that. But just so, some really memorable tunes and just like, I don't know, obviously it's it's just a classic. Um, maybe a little too too on the nose, but I, I got to keep it real. And that's, you know, again, I haven't, haven't you know, didn't never get too much into Les Mis or, or uh, you know, West Side Story or, you know. I'm going to come out hot here like on Les Mis. On Les Mis and West Side Story, I know that their people love them so much, but uh, just straight up snooze fest for me. That's what I'm gonna say. Let's go. If too long, too all, long. That's what. Well, I, in my musicals, I want, I want, uh, I want a major chord, like <laughs> let's change your life pop banger. You know what I mean? That's what I want. Yeah. And uh, sometimes the droney ones, just like I, I got to go to see. Uh, Phantom of the Opera too, and I fell asleep. I fell asleep. It's like, come on, Raul, you're so boring. If you're gonna be mean, be mean. Let's go. All right, but Greece, Greece is so good. Greece is so good. Okay, this is this is where I have coming back. So so uh, so you know that we didn't get to really watch a lot of anything beyond maybe like pg in my house growing up right just the yeah just yeah the way you didn't have cable rolled. you couldn't watch simpsons you couldn't watch you didn't have nickelodeon you didn't have, yeah it, it was it was off yeah. limits for most part yeah but for some reason like we watched grease a lot and i didn't put it together when i was in sixth grade and like we were gonna do like some kind of like lip syncing thing and we wanted to do grease lightning but it got shot down because there's like a couple inappropriate words in there but they wouldn't tell us why yeah. <laughs> But it didn't like go together. It's like they wouldn't tell us what it is, like what the expletive was, and they wouldn't tell us why. They just told us we couldn't use it again. And now that I watch Grease later, back like now, I'm like, Mom, what's up? You let this one come through the cracks? I guess. You yeah. Know? Yeah. There's like lots of uh, there's lots of innuendo. I think would maybe be what it is. It's not necessarily like curse words, but you know, they they say a thing and they mean something else by it, and that's maybe why you couldn't uh, couldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Grease is real good. Want to know what's a real stinker, though, Neil? Grease 2 uh, is Grease real two? bad. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll stay away. I'll stay away from it. Okay, but before we get in the calls, what's your favorite, Brian? What is? What have you crowned as your all-time favorite musical? doesn't have to be a classic. I know you're big. Again, you've seen all these recent ones, too. One of those could be, could be the champ for you. What are you going to go with? Neil, there's lots that I listen to all the time on on the reg. That's what I say on the regular. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, I do like a mm-hmm. lot of things. Um, Rocky Horror's up there just for like uh, the vibe of it. A goofy movie is what I'd call a great musical. I love the soundtrack. I love a road trip movie. But I'm gonna go for one near and dear to my heart from when I was a kid all up until now. Uh, it's gonna be Newsies. Oh. Neil. Newsies. 
Newsies is my is my all time favorite musical, and I dressed up as Newsies. I think in like sixth grade or something like that. I dressed up as a Newsie, and we went to the Camp Snoopy in the Mall of America, pre it being Nickelodeon Universe for like uh, Halloween. You go trick or treating. Did you ever go trick or treating at the Mall of America? I don't think I did, but when I worked there, I remember the trick or treating happening at uh, Urban yeah. Outfitters. So yeah, you just go store to store, and every store would have to have a bag of candy to give to the kids in costume. Yeah, nobody knew what I was. Right? <laughs> nobody knew what I was, but I remember there was one ride operator that right off the bat just goes, "Great newsies outfit, kid." Yes. And I felt seen. Yes. I felt seen. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> Everyone else is like, "Who's this paper boy in here?" or something like that. You know. <laughs> now uh, the Christian Bale song "Santa Fe" within Newsies is hot garbage. That song okay. is terrible, and. Um, you know, Christian Bale did his best, but that song's just bad. So, but I love everything else about that musical. So, look at that. We got Grease and we got Newsies. Beautiful. Newsies in the house, everybody. That's Have uh, you seen Newsies before, I, Neil? I don't think I've ever seen it. Nope. Nope. I know. I think I recognize some of the tunes. My uh, sister in law, Meg, she, that's her favorite as well. My brother. It's Meg's? My brother oh. and Meg went to go see it when it was at, uh, you know, Orpheum a few years back or something. So. Yeah, yeah. I there, I know some other newsies. I got some other newsies uh, people in my life, so that's cool. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, we'll see. We'll see in the calls here if anybody else uh, also brings up newsies. That would be incredible if that was the case. Um, Before we jump quick to uh, going into the calls, I do want to shout out our friend Peter Snell. Okay, who um, he was a I can't remember what. Maybe he worked somewhere. He worked at a a middle school somewhere. And I went to, he put on High School Musical Junior. (laughs) And I went to go see it. And they like played a CD. Like they didn't, like they're like their fifth grade, right? So they they like played a CD instead of having a pit band, but it was like an instrumental CD. They did a, they did a pretty good job. He did a good job of staging it and put it together. But it, it broke me into like, I was like, I think we were out of college. So we were probably like 25 or something like that. But I was like, whoa. High School Musical has got some jams, and I went back and watched it, and I still listen to the first High School Musical soundtrack a lot. There's some really catchy tunes, and I was thinking we need to make like a basketball song like that, where like the dribbling is the beat. Right. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, get your head in the game, right? That's that one. Oh, yes. Get you, get you, get you, get your head in the game. Yeah, that should be on the new Space Jam. That'd be great. All right, Let's all right, get that all right. Going. All right, cool. I, I we, we got ne- callers. never... We've never talked. Uh, we've never talked this long in the intro, but it's just when you're so happy about musicals. So, hi Brian, hi Neil. My name's Lori. I'm calling from Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada. My favorite has got to be Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat because it taught me all my colors. I still remember pretty much every lyric, every song. But like I say, it helped me learn my colors red and yellow and green and brown and scarlet and black and ochre and peach and ruby and olive, violet, fawn, lilac, gold, chocolate, mauve, cream and crimson and silver and rose and azure and lemon and russet and gray and purple and white and pink and orange and blue. Yeah, so um, (laughs) my kindergarten kids love it. Helps us name all our colors. Still my all-time favorite. You are so welcome for calling. Bye. 
<laughs> Ooh, singing. Singing in oh. the first call. That's how we get it going here on the musical episode, Brian. Now, Lori, I, I like the way uh, Lori ended it. Uh, you know, we're a... We're about to say, you know, thank you for calling. So just ahead of ahead of everything else, she's just saying, you're welcome for calling. That's just that's just straight up manners right there. That's what we got, some Canadian manners. Yeah, that's the sign of someone who listens to the podcast uh, and knows, knows what's coming, knows what's happening. Shout out to Lori out there in Canada. That is fantastic. Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Musical by Tim Rice. Music by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh, um, Weber like in the house. Two giants. Now, two giants that's of the a, industry right there. Donnie Osmond, right? Is that is that who rocked Ooh, this? I think that yeah, sounds is, right. Yeah, in the yep, in the OG. Yeah, this is Donnie. This has got to be Donnie. Now, what is the color okra? Ooh, I've know? never seen it. I would I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't even know what to guess. Uh, uh I would guess a brown. I don't know. What is okra? Yeah, <laughs> it kind of looks like, like tan maybe, tan. Yeah, okra is kind of like a vomit color, I think, you know. Or I guess like okras are green. They're like pickled. Uh-huh. I've had okra before. That's yummy. That's good. Yeah, but Neil, we got Joseph. How do you feel about it, Brian? You're going to have to really tell us how you feel about each of these because I have not seen many, um, and this is one of them. So how do you feel about this uh, this show? This is good. Uh, this is this is a uh, – I mean – there's, I've already said kind of who what musicals kind of annoy me. Some of the older ones are like a little rough, but uh, if you have a special place, you know what I mean, like Oklahoma, Guys and Dolls, if you have an entry place into it, you know. Like I like this really old like movie musical called Showboat. I just love it so much. But if anybody was to watch <laughs> it today, they probably wouldn't sit through like 15 minutes of it. But uh, Joseph is still, you know, it's it's got some rocking tunes, just like Laurie was if it's got the songs that can endure, it can make it happen. You know, people are still performing this, you know, local theater. I think it's still happening in Vegas every once in a while. Donnie probably sings all the songs whenever he's hanging out with Marie, you know. So <laughs> if we can become more famous than Donnie and Marie, I think uh, we've achieved our life goals. What do you think, Neil? That's a good goal to have. Yeah, get to the level of, uh, you know, the siblings. And, uh, you know, we, we, we talk about a lot. We want to get a Vegas show someday. And, they, you know, I don't know if they, it's ended now, but they had one forever and ever. So I feel like that's another another uh, goal for us that Donnie and Marie um, did. And uh, another quick note on Joseph here, Brian. Uh, you mentioned Hamilton not really having any dialogue. Wikipedia tells me that uh, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, the show has only a few lines of spoken dialogue. It is almost entirely sung through. So there you go. Oh, yeah. That might be a Weber thing. I think, is Weber a Cats uh, guy? He did Cats, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, Just say yes. Like, uh, yep. Just say yes. Yep, Joseph, <laughs> so Jesus back. Christ, Superstar, Avita, Cats, Phantom, School of Rock are, are the main ones he has on his Wikipedia here. Yeah, Weber. He, I mean, he's probably a great hang, you know what I mean? I love. I think he likes to party, and he's he's a probably a really funny guy. So, uh, you know, Weber's down. He likes to keep the music going keep the talking to a minimum so Lori, thanks for calling i'm glad you like joseph let's keep it moving hey brian hey neil cuckoo kangaroo it's dave from the pandemic show i really enjoyed the music man it was a fantastic musical theater i saw it at the stratford festival with my mom and jim um it's about a charming but fraudulent salesman who arrives in river city to work his usual scam He's got great melodies that include the rousing 76 trombone, 
It's a musical comedy classic, and it delighted our whole family. I'm so excited to hear what musicals other people like. One of the things that's exciting about being double-dosed is that the theaters are starting to open up. The Stratford Festival has gone back to its roots and is having performances outside under a tent. The Blythe Theater has built an outdoor stage and is doing outdoor shows as well. And good news from Toronto. They're, the Mervish, Mervish Productions are doing an indoor performance of Blinded, a, a theatrical performance about a pandemic where people go blind. Hot diggity dog. Thanks for, thanks for doing what you do. All right, Dave, one of the best podcast hosts in the game right there, Pandemic Podcast. Go check out Dave's show, Pandemic. All right, Brian, looks like uh, we got another musical super fan in Dave right here. And another Canadian. Canada, rolling it down. I didn't even put this on my list. I totally forgot. I totally forgot about the Music Man. So many jams in here. Neil, have you seen or heard any songs from the Music Man? I think I I think I've seen I think I've actually seen a like uh, like high school production of of Music Man. I think it might have. I'm not sure if I'm making this up. I feel like I've seen like middle schoolers or high schoolers do this show. Maybe not though, but I feel like I've seen a lot of this. Yeah, Music Man. I know about it. When I was uh, when I was student teaching at Wabasha Kellogg, I believe this year I think they put on the Music Man. Did you come with me to see it? Ooh. Did you see the crop? Did you see Connor Crop in this? I think Connor Crop was the music man. Yeah, I don't think so, but that's uh that is amazing that uh that our friend Connor, who's called into the show before, friend of the podcast, Connor. Uh uh but yeah, I music mean, man, good good times. Yeah, Connor Crop, I mean, when you're just uh when you're a twelfth grader, you're just a uh, high school, you know, he was the dreamboat of the school, you know what I mean? And you're the lead in the musical. It's just setting up for a home run <sighs> for success, you know. That's great. You're wearing those, uh, what do you call those little uh, white straw hats? There's a barbershop quartet in this one. It's good. You get to, people just get to walk around. And it's like, it's a great setup for, like, you're teaching kids how to play a musical instrument. So nobody has to be, like, good at it because they're yep. teaching it. So they can just, like, badly play instruments, like, the whole time. It's very inclusive. It's it's good one for yeah. uh, for a school to do that's all right they're like we got kids who can barely play these instruments let's go let's do this let's uh, go let's do that all right there we go music man is on the list let's keep it moving next Kala. what's up my name is marius jean porter i'm calling from southwest minnesota and i actually just got my degree in theater <laughs> my favorite musical i would say would have to be um crazy for you an all Gershwin blues style musical, or She Loves Me, which is a really sweet musical about two people who hate each other, but surprise, they actually love each other. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great day, you guys. Peace out. Boom, boom. There we go. Peace Mary. out. Neil, let's, uh, let's start this up right, that uh, Mary Jean Porter is maybe the best name of any person that's called in. That's a... Uh, Travis Riverside really has some work to do with uh, Mary Jean Porter. Mary, what 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 do you envision the name Mary Jean Porter? I know Mary Jean Porter just graduated. Congrats, getting your uh, theatrical degree. Good work. Uh, but Mary Jean Porter, that's like a uh, lead singer of like a thrash metal band or something, right? 
I was going to say that Mary Jean Porter, the name reminds me of someone who be like a, that is a musical name right there. I feel like it's very um, evocative of, you know, sort of a more, uh, you know, to me, it makes me think of a classic Americana name, you know, maybe some maybe kind of maybe a little closer to the south. You know, I feel like when you get your middle name in there a little bit, it's kind of a southern thing. So, you know, she's just from southwest Minnesota, so there was no, you know, twang on the voice at all. But I could also see her being, I'm Mary Jean Porter, you know, and, and kind of talking like that. So that's what that's what I think of. But thrash metal also makes sense, Brian. Yeah, and now that you say it, maybe less thrash metal. Uh, but Mary Jean Porter definitely is like a, a, bill, a name for a billboard, right? Uh-huh. Like uh, we, uh, we're reviving this Gershwin... Uh, uh, she loves me, and uh, starring Mary Jean Porter. That's you know, right. People are going to line up in droves. Definitely, definitely going to happen. Yeah, and she brought to us two musicals that I've never heard of. Brian, Crazy for You was the first one, and then uh, what was the other one here? The other one was uh, uh, She Loves Me. So those are two two that are new to me. Have you heard of either of these? Crazy for You or She Loves Me? I've heard of I've heard of both of them. I have seen or heard neither of them. I probably heard songs from Crazy for You. Uh, it's got the iconic probably I'm I'm I think the poster has like a moon on it or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like the sea is a moon or something like that. Yep. If I've seen the poster correct. That's right. And uh but Gershwin um we're talking not in the modern game, right? So this is more of like old school um I'm trying to think uh when did uh, I don't even know Gershwin's like timeline. I'm guessing like 40s 19 something i don't know that's just like spitballing probably earlier than that but um i don't know i haven't but hey now we need to make a list right now we know what we have to go check out we probably gotta go check out crazy for you right i think we do it looks like crazy for you is actually a little bit more uh modern it was a 1992 um thing here because you know george gershwin's definitely definitely uh you know older let's see george gershwin um yeah he goes way back he was he was only alive 1916 to 1937 but the Gershwin name goes on Brian because Ira Gershwin uh keeps it going here until 1983 he was uh the younger brother to George Gershwin so when you say Gershwin it it, it can uh you know it can uh you know span a long long time so that's kind of interesting but it looks like yeah it was based on an earlier thing called Girl Crazy here I am on Wikipedia finding all this stuff out you guys be at Crazy for You 1992 and then um uh, the other, the other, the other production uh, they were talking about was uh, a little bit older. Uh, which one was that here? That one was "She Loves Me." Wow, "She Loves Me" is older. Man, man, so, I'm learning things about musicals. See, I told you I like know about musicals, but I'm not like hot, hot on them. "She hot Loves Me" the, is 1963, but yeah, like you said, this is you know that's what this show is all about. We're trying to find out what other people are into. And then we can make a list, or you, the listener, can can dig back and uh, you know get into some of this stuff. You guys, we're getting taught about some of the greatest musicals by some of the most enthusiastic musical fans that we have right here. So Mary Jean Porter hooking it up with some things we never heard of. That's that's really nice. Thanks, Mary. Next call. Hi, my name is Luna, and and my favorite musical is Hamilton because. In my summer camp this year, I actually got to be, like, in a twist of Hamilton. And we were all, like, students. I hope, I hope, 
Thank you for listening to my voicemail and bye bye. Hi, Cuckoo Kangaroo. My name is Anne Novell and I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And my favorite school musical theater I've watched is Hamilton. It's on Disney Plus. My name is Alexander Hamilton. There's a million things I haven't done. Just you wait. Just you wait. That's one of the songs from it. Bye. <laughs> Luna and Annabelle are Hamilton super fans, Brian. Look at that. Look at that. Bringing it in. Hamilton. Who would have thought, hey, guys, you want to see this hip-hop musical of, uh, you know, versions of the what the Founding Fathers talked about? And then <laughs> Young America's going to just eat it up. That's wild. That's wild that Luna got to... That's cool that Luna got to like do a version of it. They did a twist of Hamilton as students. Hamilton Jr. That's cool. Neil, you like Hamilton? Oh, I, I like uh here's the thing about Hamilton. I was gonna listen to some more of it or watch like the whole thing for this, but I might be able to go see Hamilton um in in uh in early next year. There's a potential for me to see it. And uh the person I'm gonna go with was like, well, it would be cool if you didn't know anything going into it. So I was like, okay, let's try for that. So I've heard a couple of the songs. I know the gist. Obviously, how could you not? It's it's a phenomenon around the world. But, um, you know, I actually haven't heard that much of it, and I haven't, like, seen sort of how it looks and everything, but nobody has a single bad thing to say about it, and it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. So I'm excited to see it someday, hopefully, you know, on the stage for the first time. But yeah, obviously, Lynn Manuel Miranda is the biggest name in musical theater right now, uh, musical theater and beyond. And uh, this is a certified hit, you know, and the kids are into it now because you can watch the whole thing on Disney Plus. I think that's great. I think it's great that it's bringing hip hop um, to more kids and to into different ways of, you know, hip hop can be about history. Hip hop can be about learning all these things, but not in necessarily like a super corny way. So uh, I think it's I think it's done pretty well from what I've heard. But uh, yeah, well, Brian, what are your overall thoughts on Hamilton? Have have you seen have you seen it uh, in person? I can't remember if you if you went to go see it when it was here. Your your parents probably just uh, went and they did not bring you to that show. But uh, what do you think about what do you think about Hamilton? They, uh, Jim, uh, Grandpa Jim did, uh, let everybody <laughs> come with, he, he, he planned it out. He got some tickets for everybody, but oh, yeah, I did, the best. um, I, uh, I love Hamilton just like most musicals. Like I love it. I, uh, I listened to it uh, many times. I remember that year that it came out, it like was my Spotify. Like, you know, like when the Spotify reveals how many hours you've listened to something, you know, you want to see people <laughs> post that. It was like, for me, it was like way, way too much Hamilton. I like it. I get, uh, I get why everybody enjoys it and loves it. And I love that something like that did that to be a cast, a huge net, you know, it takes something big like that for somebody to, so you can't say like, well, I don't like musicals. You know, it's like, well, you do like one, so maybe you like more. So I hope it brought in a lot of people. It just, uh, it's good for all things around. Now, can I tell a little story? Please, please br- break it down, okay. Brian. What's the story? Okay, so when my sister Natalie, who's younger than me, um, was in show choir and she was a, a senior in high school, there. Uh, choir trip was to New York and um, 
they got to do like a school thing. They went to go see a musical. They saw In the Heights, but at that time it was like just kind of out working its way. I don't even think it had won any Tonys yet. And so they did a after the show. They did like a little. Um, like a school group, like a workshop, basically. So somebody from the musical would like work with the choir and tell them some things and give them some tips and give them some strategies and do like a Q&A about like working in Broadway and stuff like that. And they all took a picture. Cool. And so my sister comes home and says like, you guys, you got to check out this musical. It's called In the Heights. It was so amazing. And look, we got to take a picture with the director, Lin-Manuel Miranda. It was so cool. He hung out with us for like three hours after the show. He only was like required to do 30 minutes. And it was going on and on and on. And then so we started listening to In the Heights. And then it just kind of like, it, you kind of forget about that moment. And then Hamilton comes out and it blows up. And then Natalie goes, hey, remember that guy in high school we were talking about? That's this guy. And shows us the picture. And we're like, what? Like, he's doing SNL and stuff like that. It's, it's pretty wild. And it's cool to know that, you know, there's hard workers everywhere. So, and, you know, pays off. I don't know. That's just a story. I like wow. So she she got to meet him, like, in, like, 2010 or 2008 or something like that. Like, like way back. Yeah, and and he, I know he has so many interviews and so many things going on, and um, and he's talked about how it takes like eight years to write a musical, and so even by then, In the Heights I think was on Broadway, so it must have been. I mean, he must have been already working on that for ten years. That's a long time to be in a character, you know. So because he wrote it, and then he also is Usnavi, who's the he is the lead person. So, but Neil, if you're mm-hmm. gonna watch In yeah. the Heights, my favorite part. And they just have a little tiny snippet in the actual new movie on Disney Plus. So Lynn plays, he was the lead, and then now in the movie version, he's older. So he plays uh, the Piragua guy who like does sh- uh, flavored shaved ice, and he has a tiny little song. And so when I watched it first, I was like, oh, they cut out half of the Piragua, this, the re- reprise. That's really funny. He like kind of disses on the um, the. <laughs> soft serve truck guy when there's a blackout and then my sister my sister was like no 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 you got to watch till after the credits they like put that oh. song at the very end and it made me so happy that was that's a really fun song so pilagua oh, pilagua right. 225 pilagua all right well we got annabelle luna oh, thanks for calling in i'm so happy you guys like that now we got two people singing on this episode hopefully we hear some more on this call let's see hey guys travis from riverside uh, sorry about last episode. I called in, but I called in a little too late, I think. I think you guys uh, might have recorded the episode a little earlier than usual. Uh, I'm not as um, cultured as maybe the rest of the callers, so I haven't seen too many musicals in person on the stage. So I'm going to take it the movie route. As far as just pure enjoyment of a movie, it's got to be 1990s Crybaby, Young Johnny Depp, amazing musical. And for the soundtrack, this is a modern classic. Don't sleep on it. The Greatest Showman. The movie is whatever. The soundtrack has bangers from top to bottom. Give it a listen. Tell me I'm wrong. Quick question. Neil, I'm sure you saw last week they announced the Galactic Star Cruiser. About $5,000 to stay there for two nights, the new Star Wars hotel in Florida. Do you plan on going? Do you think it's overpriced? Are you going to dress up if you go, and who are you going to dress up as? Throw a curveball, dress up his vision in, on Halloween to throw off the whole genre. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next time. And bye. 
Oh, Travis is back after after one episode where he missed the boat. He's he's back on. He's back on the boat. So good, good to have you back, Travis. We found this out. We didn't know that Travis Travis is a sixth grade teacher, and uh, he was getting his his classroom ready for uh, back to school time. So that's cool. Um, that's how it goes. Neil, have you seen Crybaby? I have not. I'm looking at the movie poster right here, and it's hilarious. It's awesome. It's like uh, you know, it's like uh, it's like gritty, gritty grease. It's like maybe Travis might pull his hair up by me saying this, but it's like grease mixed with Rocky Horror a little bit. I th- I think like a a flip. It's really cool. All right, have nice. you seen? It says, uh, uh, it says oh. here, Cry Baby is a 1990s American teen musical romantic comedy film written and directed by John Waters. It was the only film of Waters over which studios were in a bidding war. Coming off the heels of the successful Hairspray. Oh yeah! Oh, Hairspray is awesome. Yeah, that that's uh, that's cool. I didn't know. I didn't know the same person did that. I didn't that Neil? I'm so happy you have Wikipedia. It's so beautiful. <laughs> I'm the Wikipedia boy right here. Yeah, I've never seen Hairspray either. Um, okay, cool. Cry Baby. Throw it on the list. This looks like one our friend uh, Kenny Abdo maybe has seen. Just looking at it. it looks a little sort of. You know, off the beaten path. Maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe it's actually legitimately good, but it kind of looks like a movie people like watch and laugh at a little bit too, like a cult, rem- culty kind of movie. And our friend, yeah, I remember when I looked it up. I uh, when I watched it, I don't remember even why I watched it. Maybe it was on like AMC or something in a hotel, and I looked up and I had to know. I was like, did Johnny Depp sing this stuff? And I can't remember. It was a while ago, but I believe <laughs> it was like he did not sing. He like did sing or something like that, and they like had like somebody else sing and re-record. Uh, so yeah, have you yep. seen um, now Greatest Showman? Have you seen Greatest Showman? I have not, and that's one we missed on our list of sort of like modern things. But this isn't a, a, a stage production. This is a, this is a, a like a musical film about P.T. Barnum. Yes, and uh, now when this came out, the reason why we were a little angsty is we were we were touring over in the U.K. and our friend Frank Turner was releasing an album, trying to get it to number one. But uh, the greatest showman was going strong for like week fifteen at number one, and he could not crack it. <laughs> and so, yeah. Frank Turner could not defeat uh, the greatest showman over in the UK. But uh, Travis is not wrong. Bangers, bangers, top to bottom. It is a catchy tune, and uh, peep this. All the songs are really hot on TikTok. They are people are singing them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> They're still going strong, huh? Yeah, still going 2017. strong. That's cool. Well, uh, Greatest Showman, we'll have to check it out. I'm sure a lot of people have seen that one. That's, that's more again, more of a big modern hit. Um, Travis calling in. Travis wanted to talk about the Galactic Star Cruiser. That's right. It is a immersive hotel. That is immersive theater hotel that is being built in Orlando, Florida, right next to uh, Hollywood Studios. So it's a... Uh, uh, you know, it's a whole other it's it's compared to they're comparing it to a cruise. So you think of it as a cruise sort of thing where it's two days, two nights. And yeah, it's called the Galactic Star Cruiser and uh, pricing just came out. And yep, it's about, uh, you know, yeah, for, for two people, it's going to be about five grand. 
um, for uh, for both of you to do two days, two nights. That's like food included and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's easily the most expensive uh, you know sort of Disney stay you can do, and it's coming uh, coming spring 2022, and they also announced that. So that's all very exciting. I've been watching this for a long time, Travis. You bet I'm going to do this. Yeah, it's very spendy, but both this whole thing is sort of made uh, for someone like me. I, I'm a huge parks person and a big Star Wars person. So I don't know if this was like a like you made Travis made the joke about doing like a Marvel dress up thing in there. But if this was like the Marvel version of like Disney's hotel, I'd probably wait a little bit. But it just checks both boxes for me. So, yeah, I'm going to do this uh, as soon as I possibly can. Probably going to be really hard to book. There's only about 100 rooms total in the place. So it's like a small boutique hotel because, again, there's a story that happens. You get, again, there's interactive things that happen on the ship. Um, you know, there's there's like missions to do and you can do lightsaber training. And it's going to be interesting because it has to be like opt in, right? It's not like everyone does the same thing at once. If you just want to chill, much like a cruise, if you don't want to go to the show that night, if you don't want to, you know, go jet skiing, if you don't want to even leave the boat when it docks, you don't have to, right? So they have to do all these things where they build in this cool show that happens that you can participate in, or they have to make it cool for people who just kind of want to chill and watch. So it's going to be an uh, interesting uh, concept, a brand new concept from Disney, and uh, I'm excited to to see it someday, hopefully sooner than later. Neil, you're actually you're going to do this? Does that mean that I definitely probably won't get uh a birthday present from you this year because you'll be out of money. Yeah, I'll be saving up for it. Uh, my brother and I are going to do this. We have to do it. We're big Star Wars nerds, and um, we got to do it together. So that's what it's going to be. It's just a matter of when. But uh, Travis, I'll report back um, of uh, how, how it goes. Uh, I'm happy that you got the happen. the MCU Vision reference. I thought that was going to go, uh, so, you know, a curveball for you, but you uh, you picked it yeah. up from Wandavision. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch Wandavision, but I do know about Vision. So. There you go. Um, you going to dress up as cool. like a Jawa or something or what? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, there's other thing they announced is like you can't when you're in Disney parks, you can't wear full on costumes like this band. You can do what's called bounding, which is where you kind of wear something that's like looking like a costume, but it's not fully. But on the Galactic Star Cruiser, they are going to allow people to like go above and beyond with the with the costuming. So I doubt it. I don't, I don't really get down with that. But hey, maybe I'll be so excited for this by the time it comes that maybe I will. So if I do, you know, I'll post some pictures of it, you guys. So there you go. Good to hear from you again, Travis. Uh, looks like we got two more callers. Here we go. Hi, I'm Katie from Pittsburgh, and I love musicals. My favorite musical of all time is Jonathan Larson's Rent. As an adult, I traveled to see my favorite bands and have a lot of music-related tattoos. But before all of that, my first love was Rent. I went to London to see the original Broadway cast when I was 17, and my first lyric tattoo was No Day But Today. My best friend gave me a mixtape of Rent in 1996, and it honestly changed my life. It has such a positive message to measure your life in love and to forget regret or life is yours to miss. Actually, I think I'm going to go listen to it right now and start my day off right. Musicals are the best. Oh, Katie, what a, what a big fan right there. You could hear you could hear the excitement in her voice. Very very uh, Very enthusiastic call right there from Katie. That made me happy, Katie. I'm I'm happy Katie called in. Um, Rent is an amazing musical. You know, Rent, I got to go see at the Ordway when I was a sophomore in high school. Some uh, senior some senior ladies invited me along to go see Rent. Oh! Um, 
from choir, and I think at the time um, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm rolling with some senior ladies, and they were probably like, oh, who's this cute little kid we can bring along that's really into musicals like us? <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But I remember, I think, uh, I think it, I think it floored me. I didn't know anything about it, right? So coming off of like, you know, seeing Oklahoma and watching Showboat a million times and a lot of John Wayne movies as a kid and stuff like that, then you see Rent and it's just like pops. It's right there, boom. It was, uh, you know, it looks gritty. You know, it's like, wow, is this is this what like New York is like? You know what I mean? You know, people <laughs> like lose their electricity and they have to have a candle and stuff like that and. Uh, I, I loved it. Neil, have you listened to any of these songs? Do you know some Rent Jams? I'm not seeing the whole thing, but I definitely know a lot of the music from it. Obviously, like the song the song where they do the counting, you know, all the days, all the hours, all the years, all that stuff, right? That's, Neil, that's the main like hit, right? It? What's that would song like called? Sing it? Uh, please, please, I hope you would. 25,600 minutes. Yeah. Oh. It's, a good, it's a good jam. That's I'm gonna go right Katie, there, and yeah, Katie's got it, you know. And uh, I'm happy uh, she talked about uh, Jonathan Larson, like the person who wrote Rent. And I think uh, we're gonna start talking about Jonathan Larson a lot more. Uh, he passed pretty quick after Rent. I don't even think he got to see like Rent go to Broadway or something. If I remember the story correct. Wow. But um, but uh, speaking of Lin Manuel, uh, he's working on. Netflix is going to be releasing a musical coming up this fall called Tick, Tick, Boom. And that was actually Jonathan's first musical. And I'm trying to think, who was Spider-Man in between Toby and the new person? Ooh, I only know those two. It was Andrew Garfield, actually? Yep, yep, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Garfield is the lead of uh, Tick, Tick, Boom. So I'm excited to see that. It's gonna wow, be awesome. that's gonna be big. It's gonna be big. That's gonna be big. You know, if Lynn touches it, it's gonna be big, and that's cool. That uh, Jonathan Larson's first show is gonna get uh, some new life breathed into it. That's very cool. Nice. Yeah, and Rent. I'm just excited what, to see like if they're filming it, they need to make like New York look back in the '90s, and uh, I don't mm-hmm. know, it's gonna be cool. A lot of, <laughs> lot of, uh, lot of scarves. I think a lot of scarves. A lot <laughs> well, of, get ready for scarves, y'all. Hope you're ready for s- people singing in scarves. On this oh, one. Yes, <laughs> scarves. I don't know. How else would you describe the '90s other than large scarves? I mean, there's nothing better. That's right. Yep. That's it. Singing scarves. Katie. All right. Thanks, Katie. Man, you guys are crazy. You can't pick one musical. I mean, what are you gonna do? You're gonna take Andrew Boy River and Tim Rice and boil them all down into one musical? What Phantom? Yeah. Probably. But you tell me it's better than it's better than the rest. You tell me it's better than Lion King. You tell me it's better it's better than Jesus Christ Superstar. I mean come on man. Nah, you you gotta get out with this warm musical. What's your what's your warm favorite chicken? I don't know. The one that's cooked? What you you trying to get salmonella? Come on now. You can't do one musical. Nah. 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 What do you, you see Ragtime? Ragtime, man. Ragtime, the killer musical. Nobody heard of it. What about Cabaret? Cabaret. Girls not be wearing many clothes. Good musical, I suppose. For different reasons. What about Blue Man Group? Is Blue Man Group a musical? Well, not. Nah. Man, you guys... Crazy. 
You can't just go ask a question that don't got an answer. None of that will work. My name is Rob. I'm from Portland, Oregon. And I, man, I can't decide. They all good. Every last one. Ah, you guys are crazy. All right, uh, Rob, right there with the, uh, with the. Uh, we had to go out on that one, Brian, because Rob. Well, he brought up lots of good points. That uh, there's too many good musicals in the world, and it is nearly impossible to pick just one. And uh, Rob lived that in his call and did not pick one. He just named lots of good ones in there. So I think that. Uh, you know, I think that makes a lot of sense here to go out like that because there's a lot we did not talk about. There's a lot of other good ones that are out there. And, uh, yeah, he made sure to, to to give us that point, too. Sure, you can pick one, but don't forget about all the others that did not get chosen. There's there's lots of musicals in the world. I mean, Rob made a great point. You know, what's your favorite chicken? I don't know. The one that's cooked. You know, great point, Rob. Mm-hmm. Well done. But let's talk about the mm-hmm. big thing in here, okay? Is Blue Man Group a musical or not? Now I have had the pleasure of seeing Blue Man Group, oh, wow. and it is a immersive musical experience. I, you know what you want to call them, Blue Man Musical Group. You can. What do you think, Neil? Yeah, I think it definitely. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it is not a musical. Like if you want to say that it is, but you know, for me, I think you know, without knowing the actual definition, I would say that a musical has to not only be a show with music in it, but it also has to have a storyline that go that the music sort of, uh, you know, carries along with it. So as long as there's a storyline within the Blue Man Group show, even if it's subtle, even if it's minor, I feel like I'm comfortable calling uh, calling Blue Man a musical, you know, as long as there's something that, you know, progresses from the beginning and then it gets resolved at the end, you know, that's that's a shit that's a musical to me. I, so I'm going to say I'm going to go ahead and say yes even though it might be controversial. I don't think it's controversial. I think uh, it's okay. I think uh, <laughs> I think people will let it slide. Yeah. I think people here are just fans of musicals. I just hope uh, I hope yes. Rob knows that uh, he's right. Ragtime is a killer musical, no doubt. It's, uh, it did a lot of things. So, Rob, we are crazy. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, how are you gonna are you gonna boil Weber and Rice together? I hope not. That's probably um, that's probably illegal. But uh, pe- no, pe- don't do that. People are trying with their influences all the time. Rob's got a Rob needs to become a staple caller here, bringing up stuff going on. Rob, I hope you call in in the future. Yes, thank you very much, Rob. I'm gonna have to boost your audio in post, but um, you know that would be my only note is that you get a little closer to your telephone receiver. But you know, great, great, uh, great stuff there, Rob. Really appreciate that. Um, but that does it for our calls, Brian. We got through all of them. Lots of uh, diversity of shows here. Lots of good stuff. Some classics. Some newer stuff. We got it all mixed in there. Appreciate everybody calling. And that's all our callers. Do not listen to the end of the show. I put every last caller in this podcast. There won't be any um, you know, outtakes at the end. So appreciate everybody who called in. And uh, we got to talk about our next episode. Wait, Neil, can I do buddies. a quick, before we wrap this up, can I do a quick little shout-out train to oh, musicals yeah. I like just to put it into the shout ether, it. basically? Um, Please. I'm going to shout-out Go, some things it. that uh, 
I've seen in person, maybe uh, on the films, and uh, I just want to, I just want to, I just want to give them their due, basically. Okay, Moulin Rouge, Annie, Avenue Q, uh, In the Heights, Lion King, You're in Town, Book of Mormon, Dear Evan Hansen, Bring It On, Chicago, a huge, uh, it's probably my dad's second favorite musical, Jersey Boys, uh, Guys and Dolls, Bye Bye Birdie, Joseph and the Technicolor. We talked about that. But um, last one, which I think is a musical. Uh, I don't know. I think it's just called The Muppets Movie. What's the one with uh, Jason Siegel? Is that The Muppets Movie? Yep. I think I learned. I think it's called The Muppets Movie, yep. I learned the most because Brit from, um, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, Brit from from Flight Flight of the Concords wrote a bunch of songs for that but only one or two two got chosen uh, but and then he won an Oscar for it and then they performed it but I learned a lot through his interviews about he could write a lot of funny songs but he really needed a song that could be funny be a hit be the right tempo and cadence fit the character and move the storyline along through the song and it uh it opened up my eyes to to what musical theater writing is it seems very difficult i think it's something that would be tough but you and i we want to write a musical someday right neil we're gonna we will we will do it i've been talking about it for a long time that's how we do things is we have ideas and we talk about them for years and years and then eventually we make them happen so i would assume that someday you will be uh seeing the cuckoo kangaroo musical whether that is on a stage or you know, uh, on, on a screen near you. So be looking, be looking for for that. Well, we don't know when it's going to be, but it will be someday. Boom. So yeah, thank you, Brian, for the adding to the list. You just made the list a lot bigger. That's good. People know now what some more your faves are. So that is very cool. All right, but for the next episode of Banter Buddies, we're going to switch it up. We're going to talk about road trips, you guys. So um, our prompt is: What's your favorite thing to do on a road trip? This could be a lot of things. Some people play games while they're in the car. Um, you know, some some people. You know, this could be about what you like to eat, uh, maybe what you like to listen to, uh, places you like to stop. You know, maybe you have uh, some sort of you know type of thing that your family always stops at. Uh, you know, certain uh, you know viewing points or you know other little uh, little tourist traps or something like that. But can go anywhere you want with it. We just want to talk about road trips and what you like doing on a road trip. I like to eat sunflower seeds on a road trip. Um, you know, a road trip can be anything, too. It can just be driving a couple hours to go see uh, see a family member, or it can be a, a full-on, uh, you know, you know, big odyssey of cross-country, uh, you know, zigzagging, whatever you end up doing, goofy movie-style road trip. Um I'm excited for this next episode, Brian, because I feel like we're going to learn a lot about you know the different things that people do uh, when they get on the road. Hey, Neil, I'm going to tell you about what I like to do on road trips on the next episode. Oh, there's a little tease right there. Right there, the teaser. Next episode coming in two weeks. Give us a call, 612-424-0036, and leave a voicemail. Tell us what you like to do on a road trip, and uh, you'll be on the next episode of Banter Buddies. Time to get to recommendations. The show moves forward. Let's recommend some things. All right, I'm going to get us going first, Brian. I think we both have some throwback picks here today, and I have been listening to an album 
that I believe you and I both uh, both enjoyed back in the day, back in the college days. And uh, it's a it's a local music kind of angle right here. And it is a band called Vicious Vicious. And their album is called Don't Look So Surprised. They have a number of albums, but I was listening to this album on a plane recently, and it is so good. Uh, this is this is a gentleman named uh, Eric Applewick. He's the man behind uh, Vicious Vicious. Uh, he was in a number of great bands uh, here in the Twin Cities in that era. It probably is, actually. But, uh, yeah, I really like Vicious Vicious. Kind of a, I would say they're uh, like, a, like, a, like a funk rock band. You know, really uh, lots of different uh, styles, though. This album has a lot of different, but it's just grooving the whole time. You know, nothing too um, intense. You know, it's not like a big, crazy dance album. Um, But, you know, there's grooves in this album is what I would say. Some mid-tempo grooves going on here. Really great vocals, really great instrumentations. Uh, one of my favorite drummers, Martin Dosh, and our local person, plays drums on this album. That's what I was just going to say. And, I was like, uh, I think, uh, think yeah. Dosh... Dosh is in this uh, live lineup, and when we saw him, did we see him where? Like, uh, didn't we drive to go see him um, at St. Olaf? St. Olaf, or yeah, this or, is the this is the Gord show. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, the kids were passing. Probably <laughs> not what people want to hear now, but people were handing around a gourd in the audience, just taking bites of it. Yes, I think Dosh yeah, wasn't playing drums on the show. He was playing keys, and then also just like manipulating, like messing with his like yeah. keyboard, basically. Totally. But uh, yeah, I just, you know, sometimes you got to listen back to some albums uh, that you used to be into and haven't heard in a while. And Vicious Vicious popped up for me. Uh, They have a number of good albums, but I believe you can find it on all the streaming services. We'll link to it in the show notes. Don't Look So Surprised by Vicious Vicious. Go listen to that and have a great summer day while you do. That's my recommendation. Brian, what are you bringing to the table here today? I'm bringing, well, we're both doing throwback because, well... I'm a parent, and I don't do a lot of cool new stuff all the time, so I got to go back <laughs> in the bag. But uh, I watched the new Mighty Ducks Game Changers, the like series on Disney Plus, and mm-hmm. I cannot recommend it to people because although like cool, cool to see a lot of stuff, a lot of cool things, it just was like so padded out. I wish it was like condensed into just a rocking ninety-minute film. I think it. I think there was a lot there. Um, for a great 90-minute movie. But so because I watched that, got all these feelings all turned up inside, and I had to go back and watch the original trilogy, the best trilogy in modern cinema, and I'm recommending all three of the original Mighty Ducks movies. That's what I'm going to recommend. That is, you know, I feel like we've made it known that you're a Mighty Ducks fan here on on, on the podcast, but for you to, you know, go ahead and recommend the whole trilogy, that's big because it's not just about one. Now, they're not all in the same level of quality, but the whole trilogy is very solid. So, um, you know, I imagine all of them are on Disney Plus. You can go check them out. And, uh, you know, would you say the first one is, is still the best? Like, what, what's the order for you as far as, you know, from, from most favorite to least favorite? Yeah, I'm going to go two, one, three. It's my f- oh, two is the best. Hot take. There's the hot take right there. Well, I think, I mean, if you're doing original Star Wars trilogy, too, people would go. 
maybe maybe even Empire Jedi New Hope sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. There, there's it's not unheard of to have the the, the second the sequel um, be better, but you know it's it's rare. I think uh, so. Yeah, this is this is right up there with Star Wars as far as quality and um, Empire and D two. They're um, they're modern classics. I think. Neil, I so. just listened to a Siskel and Ebert podcast that is still oh, continuing yeah. on um, the Ringers show something about the big picture the i think big, it's called big picture yep and uh and uh they throw out a lot of hot takes hey this is what i thought about the movie they didn't worry that somebody else would be like this is the best movie i've ever heard of that was just their opinion so i'm going to try mm-hmm. to start being better about that that even though somebody else may absolutely love this film or re- like i got recommended game changers a ton like people this is so great and i did like it a lot i did like pieces of it a lot but i just thought it was just watered down a lot like the whole yeah so i was uh i'm trying to stick to my guns of what i truly feel a little bit more so that's right so uh, skip game changers instead go spend your time by watching the original trilogy and uh look out for d2 and see if you agree with brian about if it's the best one or not all right very cool those are our recommendations let's get to the most fun part of every banter buddies episode it's the game this week, we are playing a game called Name That Tune, of course. We had to do it. It's uh, it's the musical episode, so we had to bring a game with some music into it. So uh, I got four little clips from some songs. All of these songs are from Disney Musical. So we're going in the specific Disney corner here, um, and we're going to try and quiz Brian. I got some easy ones. I have some that might be tougher, but... Um, I don't know. You said some things during this podcast that made me think maybe this won't be so hard for you. So let's get it going. We got four clips to play here. If, Everybody can play along have, at home um, as well. If you have like things from like the Black Cauldron or like <laughs> Rescuers Three or something like that, I might I might fail pretty badly. So I didn't go that deep, but uh, yes, we'll see. We'll see if I can stump you on one of these here. Black Cauldron—that's uh, Disney, right? That's pre-Disney's. Like, it is, animation. but I didn't know if there's any. I didn't know if there's any music in that. Probably one. Not. I'm not sure Probably about not. that part. Uh, but yeah, you got to name. Uh, you got to name the name of the song here, and Brian. Let's see the composers can... and the uh, the people who sing it. All right, deal. That's right. You have to name the whole cast. All right, here comes uh, song number one. So sad. They come flocking to my cauldron, crying spells, Ursula, please, and I help them. Yes, I do. Okay, there's number one right there. I feel like that's a pretty easy one. Let's give it one more listen here for the, for the folks at home. So sad, so true. They come flocking to my cauldron, crying spells, Ursula, please, and I help them. Yes, I do. All right, Brian, name that tune. So fun, Neil. I'm happy you put that in there. What some people will call possibly the best villain in Disney history, Ursula Ooh. the Sea Witch. Ooh, yes. Do you know the name of the song? Poor Unfortunate Souls. That is correct. Ding, ding, ding. I believe that's the easiest one we have here. Poor Unfortunate Souls. Ursula singing it. The bad guy song. Is who, Who's go. the... That isn't Miss Potts, right? That's not... Angel Lansbury? I don't think so. I think Mrs. Potts is played by Angel Lansbury, and I would be surprised to hear if this was also her, but uh, that'd be really cool if it was. Um, all right, question number two here, Brian. Here comes uh, here comes a second tune. All 
right, there we go. Something uh, something a little more upbeat there, everybody. Everybody hear that one? Let's listen one more time. All right, Brian, this one I was hoping to stump you on, but I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. Do you know that tune? Name that tune. Uh, the name of the song is what is escaping, but... Um... It feels so real to be here with you, whoa, and now I'm in my dreams, I feel it, oh yep, yep, the start of something new, yep. That's right, that's the name of it, start of something new, and uh, and it's it's uh, from Vanessa Hudgens, and it's a duet with Zac Efron, it's like in the first Uh third of the movie where they kind of (laughs) meet. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're meeting. I pulled it from YouTube, and they're also like singing this song karaoke, and it's a very hilarious scene because they're sort of like the the idea is like they don't know what this song is, but yet they're like belting it and just like <laughs> just like killing it. <laughs> but they're both like supposed to be kind of like awkward of like, oh, who am I singing with? Who's this person? But yet they're just like nailing this song. <laughs> Super funny. High School Musical one right there for y'all. Yeah, High School Musical is cool. Also, if you Neil, I think uh, us being really big SNL fans. I remember when uh-huh. Zach Efron did, and Disney like dismissed this musical. Basically, I think like Zach made it with Vanessa and the whole cast and Tisdale mm. and stuff like that, and they kind of like shoved it off to the side. It was just like on like the random Disney Channel, and it blew up. And then they started to like put money behind it later. But SNL, they did a lot of High School Musical stuff when Zach was on promoting something like, I think probably like Neighbors Two or something like that. Like, yep. Uh, there's some really funny High School Musical bits on SNL, and they're all on YouTube. So check those out. Yeah, totally. Now High School Musical is huge, and they like launched Disney Plus with like a new <laughs> High School Musical series oh, yeah. and all that. That so. launched Olivia Rodrigo and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh huh. Cool. Yep. Bigger, th- bigger than ever now. Okay, cool. You, you're two for two here, Brian. I don't think I'm gonna stump you at all. But we got two more here. Maybe we'll stump the people at home. Here is the next tune. One minute. We're going back in time on this one. We went from uh, went from Little Mermaid up to more recent times with High School Musical. Let's listen to this one one more time. One minute I'm in Central Park, and then I'm down on the Street. All right, Brian. Uh, what do you think about that one? Does that one does that one ring a bell right away for you? Or Man, what do you think? It's about making me smile song? real big, and I think that. <laughs> We should do, if we could do a whole hour of Name That Tune, it's probably my favorite thing ever, and you're really good at it, at finding, like, uh-huh. you know, they're in the pocket, you like, they're not too obscure, but they're not too mainstream, like, you're really good at it. And so, this Thank is you. from Thank Oliver you. and Company, and yep. uh, this is the Billy Joel soundtrack musical. <laughs> um, this song, I think, is called Central Park, but I'm not totally sure at, at all what the title is. What's It's something about stepping or walking or Central I Park. I think the song is Why Should I Worry. Oh, yeah. Why should I worry? Why should I care? That's the chorus, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, got, uh, we got Oliver and company here. Yeah, you said it. Billy Joel is uh is like the he's he's the voice and the singing voice of Dodger the dog right there Joey Lawrence is the voice of Oliver oh. which I don't believe I don't believe I knew until this so, that's wild there you go. yeah it kind of came yeah. in that trilogy of like Elton doing Lion King and Billy doing Oliver and then what led to the best of them all is Phil Collins doing Tarzan 
<laughs> Absolutely. Get it all in there. All right. So, yeah, hopefully you got that one. And uh, speaking of which, Brian, question number four, tune number four. You, you might have uh, previewed it unknowingly here. What a great way to end it. I know that voice. I know that voice. What a great way to end it. One more time. <laughs> All right, you clearly know what it is. Do the folks at home know? You guys know you're listening. You know that one? That's uh, right there, 1999 Wait, Neil, I get to Tarzan. Guess. But what is the name it's of the song? It's called Son of Man. Yeah, but you got to name the song. Son of Man. Son of Man. Son of Man. Now, yeah. Neil. Oh, man, we love, when you, we, we love Phil Collins in this band. Yeah, you went to go see Phil with just your dad or did your mom and dad go? Just my dad and I went to go see him at Target Center here in the Twin Cities. Probably 2018, the summer of 2018, or yeah, I think it was. It wasn't 19, so yeah, sort of recently. And uh, yeah, he did. Uh, You'll be in my heart. Okay, the biggest hit from uh, Tarzan, but he did not play Son of Man or uh, Trash in the Camp or any of the other the hits. But uh, that is a great soundtrack. That is a great musical. Tarzan, love Phil Collins. Love Tarzan, so we had to put in "Son of Man" into there, Brian. Neil, let's think about it. You're really good. I could, I could, uh, we could go back and forth. Four songs, four songs. We could do a whole uh, name that tune <laughs> episode. That that'd be terrible to listen to, but good for us. Yeah, a little trivia only episode. We can do whatever we want. It's our show, so maybe, uh, maybe someday we'll do that. But Brian, you got four out of four. Nice work. Thought I could stump you, but actually I could not. So hopefully you did equally as well at home. We are going to wrap this show up. But first, got to tell you what is new with Koo. Oh, yeah. We're doing lots of new things. We're getting going. We're playing shows. We're chilling in Minnesota. We're going to the other parts in the Midwest. We just got back from playing in South Dakota and North Dakota and here in St. Paul, Minnesota. That has been fun. Um, but yeah, what else have we been up to recently, Brian? What else should we uh, tell our faithful listeners about these days? Uh, we filmed uh, a long time ago with the Gross album. We did a show in a dumpster, and then we filmed it, us playing our song uh, Who Farted in a Dumpster. And uh, people talk about it a lot when they come meet us in person. It's oddly something that people bring up a lot is like your dumpster show. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to do a couple more. So we filmed a few with our friend Jules of us now. We did it uh, COVID style, so there's no audience, but we did a couple of unique places. We filmed some songs, and the first one of those, uh, I guess a couple have come out, like Sneaking Downstairs in a Roof, but um, uh, we did a forklift inside of a porta potty, or whatever you call a portable toilet in your neck of the woods, and uh, mm-hmm. that is out on YouTube currently. Yeah, we uh, we we like to you know do we like the idea of doing shows in strange places, and uh, we've been talking about videotaping that for a while, and so we did it. We shot them. There's more to come, so we can't tell you about them right now because that would spoil the surprise. But this is the first of many um, that we shot with Jules, and yeah, there's no crowd, but you sitting at home in front of your screen, you're the crowd, you're the audience. All right, so sing along and do all that stuff. See us play some songs in new places forklift in the porta potty in the porta john in the uh what else would you say um porta loo honey pot um, that's what they're called honey pot um yeah those are the names those are the names for that and then there's like brand names that i'm not even sure of where it's like oh yeah it says the name biffy right in the front Biff. but 
Biffy. Yep, that's the good one. That's the big one. Biff right there. So, yeah, go check those out. Also, we got new merch, you guys. We got some, uh, you know, summertime is, is still here. It's still pretty warm outside. And so uh, we got some tank tops for sale. We got some sunglasses. A uh, new bucket hat. A bucket hat, uh, you know, that's a very summery boat hat, dad hat type of thing to rock. And then uh, something, another thing really cool is uh, we've been partnering uh, with this brand called Cubals. They're a Minnesota ba- uh, brand, and uh, they make sort of a, a paper craft type product. Uh, you know, ships flat. It's just, uh, and then you, you know, you you make it yourself. It's a little craft that uh, that you can make, and then uh, you'll be able to build uh, versions of, of of Brian and I, little uh, you know, like four inch versions of us or whatever. And so we have those on our website that are available now. Cubals are very fun. They have cubals for. You know, lots of different types of things. Uh, you know, the rock band Kiss and uh, just some some monsters and some dinosaurs and some animals and stuff like that. But we're happy to be partnering with Cubals. And so we think it's a fun little thing you can get. And you can, that's on our merch store right now. So lots of new merch to go get. Yeah, go, go check that out, you guys. We'll link to that in the show notes as well. We had the tank tops and the tie-dyes in June. But we've mm. wanted to do like what bigger bands do when they have all their when they have their act together and they launch like merch lines. We wanted to do that really badly, but we had ordered these youth and adult bucket hats, and then bucket hats got really hot this summer, so they kind of got delayed a little bit. But shout out to Mister Merch for getting it there. We held it because we wanted to really drop it as a big grouping. We thought that'd be fun, so we mm-hmm. did. Guys, hold out and work hard for stuff that you feel is important in your life, no matter what other people say. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we got some more shows coming up, more shows being announced. We're playing in Tyler, Texas, September 24th. We're playing in St. Paul in September 26th. So we got some lots of uh, you know late August and uh, September shows coming up here soon. So go check those out. There'll be a few more announcing soon. So, uh, yeah, lots more shows are happening. So head on over to our website and hit the show's link to see if we're coming to a town near you. We just might be. Um, All right. There we go. New with Coup. It happened. Time to wrap this thing up, Brian. It was a good show. Some people sang. You sang. Um, We should have had more singing. uh, I wish Rob would have sang. Yeah, we, we should have been a prerequisite that you only get your your call on the show if you sing a verse uh, from from your favorite musical. But you know, we got a couple of them. Yeah, well, next time we're gonna need Rob to sing, and uh, but you know, we'll get there. We'll get there to where there's a lot of singing going on with the voicemails. Let's do it. Got to do it. All right. Well, uh, that does it for this episode of Banter Buddies. Please remember to uh, give us a call. 612-424-0036. Let us know what your favorite thing to do on a road trip is. We want to hear all about it and because uh, we'll be back in two weeks with another show talking road trips, talking about all the fun things you do. Shout out to Neil Z for helping us with the theme song. Shout out to Matthew Wampa Stompa for making all our cool arts and being a friend to us. All right, we did it. Enjoy all the musicals in your life. We've got a big list for you, so get, get rocking on those, you guys. And we'll be back uh, in a few weeks with a show about road trips. Brian, it was great to talk to you, and I can't wait to do it all again. Bye, Brian. Bye, Neil.